yeah. Hey, everybody. It's Ian Amor. Uh, we are back with another episode of Straight People. Uh, sorry for the issues with last week's episode. The sound was unsynced and it sounded crazy. So I pulled the episode. But we are back again with our guest, Katie Hughes, hilarious comedian um, out of Atlanta. She is also the host of Your Carriage Awaits slash Bits You Better Work podcast, a Helium Podcast Network podcast. So this is the first that I know of Helium Podcast Shared Cinematic Universe crossover event. So uh, make sure to check out her podcast. Uh, and I'm on an episode like two weeks ago uh, that was super fun to record. Um, and welcome. Hey, Katie. Hello. How are you doing? I'm doing good. I'm doing good. This is the third time that we've had this conversation uh, because you were actually one of the first people I recorded when I started the podcast a few years ago and we lost that episode. So then we re-recorded. I'm over here slapping my legs for emphasis for some reason. Um, it's the Katie <laughs> but, uh, curse. It's the Katie curse. So let's see if we can do this one. Um, Katie, the show's called Straight People. Um, tell me, how do you feel about that? Are you a straight person? Do you identify as a straight? I do identify as a straight. Uh, I have been in a heteronormative cis couplings for 10 plus years so i would have to check that box uh as a straight lady yeah do you feel like that so you you and uh why am i forgetting your boyfriend's name what is wrong with me um what is it what is it what is it Crod, crid crid crid, crid? crid that's why because he has a, he has a that slight variation <laughs> stage of, name yeah crid um do you guys feel like that you embody like uh typical gender roles inside of your relationship like does he take out the trash? Do you make dinner? Does, like if there's a bug, who kills it? Or do you, or you don't do that? Maybe you're a, like you rehome the bug at somebody else's house or something. <laughs> I think that um, we don't necessarily have like traditional gender roles. Like neither one of us have ever wanted to get married. Neither one of us have ever wanted to have kids. So like we have a lot in common uh, in our, you know, otherness as okay. like you know a couple of straight people who you would assume like eventually would get married might have a kid we have some chihuahuas so that that's worse than children i think how many dogs um, do you know? we have two we have two. like a 10 year old and a four-year-old okay what are their names i don't know if i've ever asked you about your i know that you have chihuahuas. in my act i call them a, the, <laughs> the mix of their names is raisin because i okay. you know yeah. use them both as one dog but yeah. cadence is the old dog uh the the shelter called her cadence because she has a terrible bark and so they're okay. being passive aggressive <laughs> we kept it and then the other dog is named monkey because when she was a puppy she would scream and jump off things like a just like a wild gibbon oh wow i love how you like give up one of the comedian conceits which is that like your your dog solo individually are not funny enough to make the act but if you collapse them, if you collapse them, um, that's so fun. That's such a funny. I used to tell that to people. Some somebody would tell me a story, and I go, you know, like your mom and dad really don't do much in that story. But like, if you just made them one person giving you that advice, they're like, I'm not pitching you a joke. I'm just telling you about my life. And I'm like, but still, <laughs> like when you tell me about your birthday, you don't have to tell me everyone who's there if only one person says anything. Do you know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but, right. Absolutely. Yeah. It's like <laughs> one of them is very, very bad. And the other one is kind of bad. So I'd mostly talk about the one, but it's kind of like every experience you have with a dog at a dog park is going to be similar. So why am I going to like spend time explaining, you know, yeah. precious seconds? It's just going to. Kathy Griffin people. used to do that. She'd had a, she had a couple dogs 
And there was a point in her act where she was like, no, I can't remember her dog's names, but like Chance and whatever. Now Chance does this. Now Chippy does that. I'm just like, okay, we don't need. Yeah, that's the person I don't want to be, that lady where it's like, and one has beautiful hair and the other one has short hair. I don't care. Okay, so you're straight. You're a straighty. Um, You you talked to me about that you grew up with gay people in your life. So tell me a little bit about that. And what, what that so you knew queer people kind of from well from Trump really in a way didn't you or totally yeah um like so my aunt Jackie who's my mom's sister she's been with her partner Brenda since I was born like since I can remember they were always Aunt Jackie and Aunt Brenda and it was never spoken about um but when I was like 10 or 11 me and my cousin like I think my cousin brought it up she was like oh do you think they're lesbians and I was like yes I do because we'd probably just learned about that because we're like you know preteens and then that was it. It was just kind of like um, almost like a sanity read where it was like, I'm not crazy. They're not just roommates. Right. And it's like, yeah, they're not just roommates <laughs> with a waterbed they share. So that was like, <laughs> that was like a nice moment to have with my cousin who's neither one of their daughters. She's my uncle Bob's daughter, but like, yeah. we're just like, okay, agreed. And then, um, I mean, all the signs were there every Christmas. All of our, our, our Christmas presents were wrapped in rainbow colored paper, which was like, oh, now, I, now I'm putting the pieces together. But right. they actually waited until I was a, a legal 18-year-old adult to tell me. And, you know, it was like, oh, the cat's out of the bag. It's like the cat's been out of the bag. But right. they were worried about my conservative parents' opinion of telling, I don't know, a child about gay people, which is very yeah. silly. What year was that that they came out to you? Um, well, not to give my age away too much, but 2003. Yeah, I'm gonna let everyone do the math there, but uh, the listeners can do the math, <laughs> they can do the math. But, um, so well, 2003 sort of in that kind of gay, still not ex- fully, you know what I mean? Like, what we see now, especially with people out and the, and the way things are, at least in the United States, um, is that you know, everyone knows a gay person now. I feel like in, in most cases, even in the most rural areas, there are out gay people. And that just simply wasn't the case, you know, like in 2003, like, mm-hmm. you know, the nineties is when gay sex became decriminalized and, and it's a state by state, but the majority of states at the, by the year 2000 had to criminalize gay sex. Like when I moved to Georgia, I remember um, like uh, knowing that, you know, my burgeoning desire to sleep with men was also illegal. And I was like, wow. <laughs> Oh, wow. <laughs> yeah, it's like, be, be, they say now be gay, do crime. And it's like, you didn't have to do both. You didn't have to pick. You could just be gay. That was a crime, bitch. Remember that? No. Um. <laughs> um, I had a friend in high school, all through high school. He was my best friend. You know, obviously, I probably had a crush on him at some point, you know, yeah. as you do when you're a kid. And I remember, like, my friend said, oh, I heard he was gay. And I just asked him, you know, like, in a, and he was like, yeah. And it was literally our relationship didn't change. He was still yeah. the same person he'd always been. And I feel like maybe I was too, like, not too accepting, but like to like put it out in people's faces. Cause I would go to like scandals with him in Asheville. Like I love a drag show. So we would go watch drag. I would borrow my friend's ID. Cause I was like, I think you had to be 21. And so I think I was like 19. So I would like go in and we would dance and we'd watch the drag show. 
And then, you know, he'd meet guys. We'd all go to Denny's together. It would be a lot of fun. And then we would have to go to like his hometown of Saluda, North Carolina, where they still have, it's the home of the Coon Dog Day Parade, where you are not allowed to dance with a same-sex couple. So like me and my friend Wendy couldn't do a square dance because that just was against the rules. And so I'm like over there like going, you you could not even just like dance and hold, like, so it would have to be like me, you... Yeah. you know, windy and pain. And we could all hold the, you know, the opposite sex hands, but like, we couldn't, you it, like, they literally would stop you from dancing. And wow. it was like, like footloose kind of shit. Like, wow. and well, I was like, go out there and be proud, hold his hand. And, and, you know, that's not a good, that's not great advice. Yeah. That's how they <laughs> legislated it though. Back even in Atlanta, I, I've read a lot of, and the Atlanta history center um, has uh, oral histories so like older gay people who recorded like remembering being gay in the 40s and 50s and 60s in Atlanta. And one of the things that they did was like, if you were a man, it was illegal to wear women's clothing. You know what I mean? So it wasn't like sexuality was was police, but also like the behavior and like the same thing with dancing. You couldn't uh, same sex, same sex couples couldn't dance. Um, and I remember reading one where it was like. It was something about being on a dance floor, uh, people of the same sex. So they built a raised dance floor to try to get around it. Like, so they said, oh, they're not on the ground. They're up two feet off the ground or whatever. Um, I, don't <laughs> think that, I don't think it helped them, but I just remember listening to those. And it's like, that's so funny that in North Carolina, that's still happening. But I mean, yeah, that was like through high school, we would go to Coondog Day. You know, you get your little hot dog or whatever. And it's like such an antiquated thing to think about where it's like, there's nothing sexual about line dancing. Like that might be the least sexy kind of dancing. <laughs> and I can't hold my friend's hand while we do this awkward thing. It's so bizarre uh, and backwards. And I'm, I'm sure I, I would put money that they still uh, uphold that, that rule today. So uh, yeah, that's, it's insane. The um, I had, I had a boyfriend who was from Hickory, North Carolina, where they make all the Hickory. furniture. Hickory. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and he has since passed, but I remember going to meet his mom and dad and like right before we walked in. So he was like maybe my second boyfriend. And uh, I met him in Myrtle Beach and moved with him to Atlanta, which my parents already lived in Atlanta. So it was really kind of like I just moved back home or whatever. But um, <laughs> I meant to meet his parents and we walked in. He, he went, I heard his mom go, David, is that you? I made you some blueberry yum yum. And I was like, okay, this is going to be fine. She's sweet. Blueberry <laughs> yum yum. Everyone loves that, right? And then she, he turns yeah. around and goes, don't say anything about being gay. They'll kill us. And then we walk in the house and I'm like, he, <laughs> was, he was exaggerating, but he, yeah. that was his view of like, and blueberry yum yum, just so you know, is um, graham cracker crust, cream cheese mixed with sugar, and then just a can of blueberry filling poured over the top. So that's like a little country cheesecake if you ever need it. <laughs> Chris's family makes peanut butter pie, which is literally a pie crust with peanut butter in it. Oh. These are the Southern folks we're dealing yeah. with culinary wise do you have um in your family and his family do they still so you guys have been together for a long time are they are they like you know when y'all get married y'all think about getting married do they still ask or they they're just like whatever um I think well like my parents like love Chris like my mom is like he's one of my kids like she loves him and I think she knows me well enough to know like I'm not you know I'm not the marriage type like I can't imagine spending money on a big white dress like all that stuff sounds so silly to me (laughs) right um his dad his mom passed a few years ago but his dad is not like really um he's very very conservative so it's like it's like a don't ask don't tell even on like a straight couple kind of thing it's like 
Yeah, it's uh, it's not spoken of, but I'm sure That's it's frowned upon by the yeah. whole fam. But so they're doing the like, if you don't bring it up, we're not going to bring it up kind of statement. Yes. I love that. I love that. I love that when straight straight people have to do that too. Like gay people, we arrive at that a lot of times. Like my parents are really, they're like surprisingly progressive now. Um, and it's really a testament to pain. Like they love, like having a gay son, they probably give that a, a D minus, right? Just as a, like, <laughs> and, and then I wasn't the gay they wanted. Like my mom was like, you know, I've seen the birdcage. Why can't you be like one of those, you know? And I'm like, which one? It's <laughs> the guy who's never worn shoes. Yeah, you can do that. exactly. Um, <laughs> then, but like the longer they've known pain, the more they're just like, but the only thing they don't like is every once in a while, just to be a dick, um, I'll talk about, we're going to adopt some children. And my, my mom's just like, no, no, no. And it's more because they were, they know they were bad parents. And like, you you don't have the skills for that. Is that my problem? <laughs> you don't have the skills. Get another dog. Um, <laughs> we haven't equipped you with those skills. Yeah. Sorry. <laughs> I'm like, at least you know that, you know, you know, why I don't hug you. Yeah. Um, okay, I think so- my parents would probably like a grandkid, but like, they know it's not going to happen. So they, they really like my dogs. They really ask about them as though they have personalities that aren't terrible. Right. That's my mom. She'll refer to my dogs as her grandchildren. I'm just like, you know, you have grandchildren, you have actual, you don't have to <laughs> ask about my dogs. But uh, okay, you were talking a little bit earlier. You mm-hmm. said you grew up going to drag shows um, off, off thing. We, we talked a little bit about RuPaul's Drag Race. Uh, you're a fan of drag in general, right? Huge fan. Yes. Yeah. What if you were like, no, as a matter of fact, I no, I lied. I lied to get on the show. <laughs> well, <laughs> best 20 minutes of your life right here. Um, have you ever <laughs> for the third time? Um, <laughs> I love how we we're not really talking about any of the stuff we talked about before. But um, what I was going to ask is, have you ever had the experience? And I've only had this once or twice of um, of a woman who finds drag offensive, who f- sees it as almost. I've I've had this happen in in the last let's say five years. Um, I had a woman, female comic friend of mine say that she found drag offensive like that it's like it's the equivalent of like blackface um which i was like we're gonna have to i had to unpack all that for her and be like you can't use that as a like those are not parallels at all and you know what i mean like you sound racist when you say that but her point being that uh drag queens emulate uh let's say negative traits of women do you have you ever encountered that i mean you don't think that if you're a fan of drag obviously but have you ever encountered i think that's like an internet argument like i think that's a thing that like people on the internet could be like they're taking being a woman away from us they're making fun of what women are but what it really i mean not to explain drag to your listeners like what it is to (laughs) me is like going a lot of people are like fantastic like a violet tchotchke a fantastic seamstress who's gonna wear your clothes when you're nobody you are um some people do it for fun like just because it's like a, a a laugh and they are you like trixie mattel she's a singer yeah. didn't have as much success as a, a male singer and so i think like you know you add a lot of elements like anybody does like to your stand up to whatever and you figure out like what is entertaining, but they're also like going gender is subjective. It's a spectrum. It's, you know, you don't have to subscribe to it. Like, like you don't have to wear a dress to be a woman. You don't have to look any certain way. And I think that's, I think that's great because I don't dress like, you know, a stereotypical woman. 
like I'm wearing pants every day. Nobody's like Katie's cross-dressing. So, I mean, your I think that. Your joke is one of my favorite jokes. Series. I'm not going to say it. People uh, thank listen you. to your album, Queen of the Castle, if they want to hear it. But no, that's interesting. It is I the just... first joke, so they can turn it yeah. off right after. <laughs> well, there you go, guys. <laughs> Don't listen to another second of it. Um, but uh, I asked that only because it just kind of popped into my mind, not that you would be the official person to answer. You know what I mean? But I just, I was wondering about that because like, I didn't hear it on the internet. I had somebody like basically go, well, you know, drag is, you know what I mean? Like I was saying, oh yeah, like I like going to drag shows and they're like, well, you know, drag's problematic. And I'm like, really? Okay. Um, Now what I would say about drag being problematic and it's changed a lot is that when I used to go out to the clubs, when I was a little baby queer in the uh, nineties, the drag queens were the ones on the microphone saying the most racist, offensive things I've ever, you know what I mean? And it was like, it was just that that was the time frame, and it was okay. Not necessarily okay, but it was like, that's what was going on. And I, and literally like there would be shows that I would be, if whoever the MC was, if the MC was somebody who was going to be making fun of Puerto Rican people, I was like, okay, I can't, I can't with that. But it's just funny to me. Cause like nobody owns what being a female is in the sense of like makeup and hair and all that. Cause if you go back historically, men were wearing just as much makeup and wigs and all that shit, you know, 300 years ago, depending on what country yeah. you're looking at, you know? Um, but anyway, like, can you imagine it. getting ready for Cong- a day in Congress and you're like, I got to put my wig on. Like oh. if you did that today, people would be like, oh, we're not. Are you OK? Like you're the yeah. only one here wearing a powdered rug on your head. What yeah. are you doing? My wig so yeah, at? things change. <laughs> yeah. OK, so we're going to do our hard pivot. Um, OK, because I just quizzed you last week on you already know the conceit of that game of straight or gay. Um, I am going to read you a quote. That mm-hmm. is a famous, in my mind, RuPaul's Drag Race quote. And you're going to tell me who it's attributed to. And if you'd like, you can say what the conditions were. Like, so if they're saying something, who they're saying it to or who they're saying it in response. You know what I'm saying? Okay, cool. Are yes. you ready? All right. Yes. Okay. Yeah. Fuck my drag, right? Any guesses? Ah. Mm. <sighs> I want to say Trixie Mattel. Nope. But I don't. It was Kennedy Davenport to Milk. Uh, Milk was commenting on everyone being very fabulous and wonderful and left Kennedy out of it. And Kennedy was like, yeah, but fuck my drag, right? Um, Now she has it on t-shirts though. So it's like any terrible thing that happens to anybody on that show turns into like their catchphrase, so. Oh, yes. Uh, I'm feeling very attacked right now. That's such a, I, I mean, I feel like everyone on that show has said that. Um, who? That was Laganja. I don't know. Laganja. It was Laganja. Okay, Lagonja. here's, <laughs> I mean, to start with, you've picked people who are on the, the show very briefly. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, did you hear that, Laganja? I know she listens. No, I'm just kidding. Um, well, Kenny I mean, was big also- fan of the weed. Kennedy was an all-star. I know, right? I like Laganja now. Like, but Laganja at the moment was pretty much being attacked. Okay. Uh, this person wasn't on for very long, so you can judge me for that. But the quote is party. Oh, Adore Delano. Yes. And that okay. is, I love that as like a hell yeah, or like just a, an extra thing to say. Party yeah. is very fun. Party is usually my reference back to when everyone's like, the show's going to be super fun, guys. Get there 15 minutes early. I'm always like, party. But um, party. okay. Party I, said deadpan is great. Party. Okay. I love long walks on the beach, big dicks, and fried chicken. <laughs> uh, I feel like that's RuPaul, but I don't know if that's correct. 
Uh, Miss Jujube, sweetie. Miss Jujube. Oh, you know what? I okay. I will have to admit, I've only seen Jujube's All Star season. Okay, that's fine. That's and fine. And I don't. I didn't say you were gonna be good at this game. I just said this. I know. <laughs> okay, <laughs> this one should be easy. Okay, back rolls. Oh, Alyssa Edwards. Okay. Alyssa right. Edwards to um, Jay Jolie. Yes, look at that. Um, okay. That's one of my favorite seasons. <laughs> That's a pretty good season. Okay, this one's a little long, so let me see if I get I don't have a sugar daddy. I have never had a sugar daddy. If I wanted a sugar daddy, yes, I could probably go out and get one because I am what? Sickening. Oh, it's on the tip of my tongue, and I feel like I want to say Willem, but I don't think it's Willem. Uh-uh. uh-uh. I don't know. I, I'm really losing cred. Shangela says that to Mimi on first, because Mimi implies that all of her shit had been bought by a sugar daddy. She's like, let's get one thing straight, honey, and then boom, 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 boom. <laughs> it's one of my favorite moments of the whole fucking show, because I remember up until then, I had watched it and enjoyed it, but that was the first time it made me stand up out of my chair, because sometimes like when shit gets real like on television, I'm like, okay, I got to stand <laughs> um, okay next one is there something on my face oh that was during a judging ceremony i can oh fuck ian i am i am losing all credit but i do re- i oh is there something oh fuck this tell me a- this is not an official RuPaul's Drag Race quiz, so you're okay. You know what I mean? Like, this is just for fun. Um, it was actually in the workroom, and it was... Oh, um, Pearl. It's Pearl. Yes, it's Pearl. Saying it to who? Saying it to RuPaul when she gave her some constructive criticism, and then she st- sat there like, I don't need to learn anything from RuPaul. I do right. remember that, Pearl. Okay, so this one, this should be easy. Go back to Party City where you belong. Oh, fucking Fifi O'Hara to the iconic Sharon Needles. Right? Who just called her a tired-ass showgirl, to be fair. So, um, not, that I'm, <laughs> not that I'm taking Fifi's side, I'm just saying. Okay? Uh, you are so full of shit the toilet is jealous. I don't know that one. <laughs> it's, Jinx, it's Jinx Monsoon, but I feel like it's, a, it's like, a, like an internet read. I just picked that. That was one of the... Um, I didn't do the, the um, which I should have done. That would have been fun. The library is open, the, the reading challenge. Okay, this, one you, this one's easy. Choices. Oh, uh, Tatiana. Yep. Okay. Uh, <laughs> the shade of it all. The shade wow. of it all. The shade of it all. Not Co- no, not Coco Montrese. It's Miss Latrice Royale. Latrice. Latrice. That's Chris's favorite, one of Chris's favorite drag queens. He loves Latrice nice. Royale. She loves to stomp the house down. Okay, this one should be easy. Miss Vangie. Miss Vangie. <laughs> Miss Vangie. Well, that's Miss Vangie of the House of Mateo. There you go. Um, also favorite of mine. I love that they brought her back for a full season. I love that she sounds like this. At like, so when she's in, she just sounds, she just has this deep, deep ass voice. It's just so deep. It's, the deep. it's like, she's not even tall enough to have that voice. You know what I mean? Yeah, me and Brooklyn Heights. Yeah, we're dating. It's like, okay, yeah. wow. Oh, Miss Brooklyn. Fun. I'm kind of with Brooklyn. Uh, okay. Your tone seems very pointed right now. 
Oh, I don't know that one. Willem. That's a very Willem. Oh, Willem. Yeah. Okay, well, we'll jump ahead then. We'll do the last okay. one. Okay. I don't get cute. I get drop dead gorgeous. Another Alyssa Edwards. Yep. All right, congratulations. You don't... I, Girl, I, look how fucking orange you look. Yeah, I, I cut that one out. And then this is... <laughs> This is not RuPaul's best friend race. Uh, I feel like that's Michelle Visage and then Alaska quoted it a bunch. Uh, it's LaShawn Beyond who probably went home like, like episode two or something in her season. And oh. they, they say it constantly. That and um, let's get sickening. <laughs> Apopcalypse was my favorite LaShawn moment where she couldn't get that word together <laughs> with the big thing on her head. She's like, yeah. I'm from the apopocalypse. I'm like, yep, you are. <laughs> All right. Well, we are at the end of our episode. You are, in fact, straight. I don't. I think maybe you've only seen maybe clips of RuPaul's Drag Race. Okay. Oh, I'm no. joking. I'm joking. I'll have you back on. And we'll do another quiz that's more geared towards your knowledge set. Um, you know, it's funny is I, I on Fourth and Ten, which is a sports podcast, they go bring your top ten list of something. So I brought my top ten funniest drag queens, and I had to educate them about Miss Vanjie and all of them. And I, I really feel like a, a fraud now. Oh, well, that's too bad. Um, I know. <laughs> I'm going to quit okay. comedy. No, please don't. You have a show tonight. I, I've been stalking you. Oh, yeah. I know what's up. <laughs> Fox's Lair or wherever. Um, so tell me where they can find you online. Um, you can find me at katiehughescomedy.com that has links to everything. You can find my album on any uh, music streaming platform. Uh, if you like video games and watching people be bad at them, I'm on twitch.tv backslash Uncle Katie. And I have a podcast, which Ian mentioned. Yeah, she does. Uh, so thank you, Katie, for being on. You guys, you've been amazing. We might release the video for this one. I don't know. I've switched over to Zoom because Squadcast FM, you fucked me for the last time. <laughs> That's my review of your product. My name's Ian Aber. This has been Straight People. There's straight people everywhere. Be nice to one today. You never know what might happen. You know what I'm saying? Like, like get a pot of gold or something. All right. <laughs>